All right, clap sync before Craig yeets himself out of here. Three, two, one. McCoy is starting off triggered. Yeah, I I thought this was going so well. We laughed so much before the pre-show to get that energy, and then... And then someone said the word wheat. Wow, not wheat. Wheat is not the trigger word. McCoy is also triggered by wheat. I am. Yeah, exactly. It's true, it's true. Yeet. Uh, Yeet. McCoy cannot handle I just handle like the idea of Craig yeeting himself words. out of here. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So, hey, welcome. Um, on the docket for today, we've got a personal award from Hold Gabe. Up. This is the game of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's like the part three of like a fucking series. Yeah, but like what if someone just, what if it's auto-playing? What if someone just clicked okay. on it? Okay, if it's auto-playing, you're the real hero. Don't turn this shit off, trust me. It's going to be... Good. <laughs> I had to think about Mark? that for a second. I was like, how yeah, high so, am I willing to go? You know? It's what? going to be a podcast. <laughs> it will be a podcast confirmed. Oh my God. Next podcast. Oh my God. It's true. It's true. That should be a New Year's resolution. Get the soundboard back on and come in with a vengeance. Yeah. Okay. Noted. 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 Um, so, like I said, there's some things on the docket for this game of the year episode. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, tyrannythumbs at gmail.com. You can write <laughs> Sorry, I just like, I'm just thinking things Elena would be mad at me for not saying is basically what I'm trying to. All right. Um, let's actually start with that, bro. Um, let's actually start with Gabe's most dunked on award, bro. Do you want to tell us what that even means? And what the Absolutely. Is okay. So for my most dunked on award, it is an easy victory. However, it is a double victory. Whoa. Two glorious uh, entities have taken the award, and that is <laughs> that is uh, the council and McCoy. <laughs> yeah, for enjoying the council. Yeah, <laughs> mother. <laughs> and that is purely council? because yeah, we just. I mean, well, how many people were there? Like four fifths of us just yeah. dunked on the council. And McCoy being the lone man who was like, oh, no, I'm going to die on this hill. I think this game is great. Yeah. Thus, we had to also dunk on him. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is, like, you look at the council, right? And I'm trying to find the ratings here on our sheet. Here. I found it. It's McCoy gave it one thumb up, which I think is shockingly, shockingly low. low. Yeah. I clearly capitulated to peer pressure. Next, like, the highest, yeah. Brandon gave it a strong meh. And Shout everybody else gave it a thumbs down. Yeah. I want to know that that's also the only game... That I gave a thumb down. <laughs> so the game, you're like, listen. It Even has games I didn't like, I was still like, I can see why people like this. I'll give it a mat or a thumbs up. But the council, I was like, no. Reasonable. I refuse. All I can say is that I may have a different criteria, and I think we might have heard that throughout this game of the year uh, already than other people. But to me, the amount of memes and laughs that have come out of that game is just it's golden star worthy it's it's beyond oh, yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not knocking it's worth to us mm. but to the rest of the world i don't know yeah <laughs> like it's just such a perfect net for us to dunk through <laughs> and you are the smaller net beneath in mccoy <laughs> that also gets dunked through i am like <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. oh my god i am not tall enough 
for sure to dunk uh, in a professional <laughs> You were the short so defender see... that we all just leap over. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm the guy who, like, you, they get that standstill image where the dude is literally, like, has his head, his hand on, on the top of my You're head. You're, like, three foot six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just, like, basically just groin to my face, like, jumping over me and dunking. And <laughs> Gabe's I'm groin there... is in your face, basically. Yeah, exactly what, what we're I'm saying. saying. And the thing that I'm trying to say about that is that still getting paid millions for defense, so... <laughs> But McCoy, you're like one of the podcast. You're one of the Among Us crewmates, and we're all bosses from Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to see that. There are these videos on YouTube where like Dark Souls boss fights 300 random Dark Souls enemies. Yeah. I want to see the video. Someone please make so it, it and send it to us. Where it is just a Dark Souls boss. I don't care which one. And then just 300 tiny Among Us characters. <laughs> I just don't running. think they have a solid chance. Yeah. Well, it depends. Like, what's the kill cooldown? And what's the kill radius? <laughs> if one of the imposters just ends it immediately. No, but, like, guys, though, this channel that you're referencing, Elena, is actually so crazy. It's just this guy who, like, found – I mean, I assume it's a guy. I don't really know. It's just some person who found their niche on YouTube, and their niche is they they basically modded or downloaded a mod for uh, Dark Souls, and they do it for all the games, where they take the bosses, and then they just spawn either other bosses mm-hmm. or, like, random enemies. So it'll be, like, you know, Phoenix Gundir versus – 300 silver archers and you're like oh and like and then they do this epic camera pan at the beginning and they're all the archers are perfectly placed like Mm -hmm, in a battalion mm -hmm. you know like like 300 like like 100 down in the line and then three back or just Mm -hmm. something insane like that and they pan slow motion across this and then they just make them fight and it is the most ridiculous thing you have ever seen mccoy and i watched a solid i want to say 45 minutes worth of these videos people were like what are we doing with our adult lives dude it was right before one of the dark souls recording and i was just sitting there like you know what this is like really great prep right now so like it was (laughs) it was crazy i can count Um, this as work yeah, exactly. I can write this off of my taxes. So anyways, um, cool. Wait, Gabe. should we let Gabe do his top episodes? I feel like we, wow, oh, wow, right. wow, just took over our Dark Souls. <laughs> I mean, that's, have you ever heard this podcast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so for my top five episodes, well, I, I didn't actually order this in any way, but five notable episodes, I think, are Oberdin. A lot of people have talked about that one. I think that was a great episode. Uh, Firewatch. Um, great game, great podcast episode. Uh, and I put Detroit Become Human. I think we had some interesting thoughts about the game, but I thought still thought it was a great episode. Uh, the Council, because the dunking. It's the Council. <laughs> it's the Council. True. It's our magnum opus. Yeah. Uh, right. it, it's the great. Mass Effect series, and mm-hmm. I just kind of got lazy and just said the whole series because, I mean, come on. Yeah, I think that's fair. Goat. Shout out to you, my man, Goat. Yep, yep. And then honorable mention, uh, the Gears 5 Horde Mode episode, because right at the beginning, we make Jame do the introductions, <laughs> and it is a travesty in the <laughs> best <laughs> way. Did we make him do it in the Piaggi voice or no? No. <laughs> I had forgotten James that he the did Piaggi the Piaggi voice. voice. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was not the Piaggi voice, but it was just, it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. I actually think like there's an episode on here that I didn't actually include in my list, but Gabe, I think it vibes with your top five. And that is the intro to the Stardew Valley episode where we have this like long tangent about porn on planes. 
things, which I got faded into bringing up, and then people were mad about it afterwards, but I was encouraged. I should have included that. Honorable mention Stardew Valley episode where you get to hear- That was another, McCoy told a story before the episode started, (laughs) and then we just had to talk about it. (laughs) It's okay, McCoy. Unlike most things, that is actually a hill I will die with you on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, Gabe did text me a little bit, like, being like, hey, listen to some of our older episodes, and yo- it's been 45 minutes. We haven't started talking about the games, except this episode is flames, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is is fitting and, and awesome. I forgot how funny we all are. Oh, my God. Lovely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, everyone, pat yourself on the back as you slowly but surely go over to Matt's file. We're going to hear his little thoughts on – why did I have to say little thoughts? Yeah, why did you Jesus say little Christ. thoughts? It's because his file's like, slightly shorter than the other one. I don't know. It's because I'm evil. <laughs> it's because he's so cute. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> Shall we? Let's do a little... Yeah, here we go. Here is uh, guest Matt with his game of the year for the podcast this year. So if we want to count down, three, two, one, click. Happy New Year, everyone. This is Matt. I appeared as a guest on the podcast earlier in the year for all nine episodes of the Mass Effect trilogy, and more recently to review Cyberpunk 2077. Here's my deliberation for game of the year. My decision came down to three games, the most obvious of which would be one of the Mass Effect trilogy games. I'll go with Mass Effect 2, since I gave it a two thumbs up with a gold star. Great choice. It's crazy to think that seven months have gone by since we played Mass Effect for the podcast. I had such a blast reliving the adventure, especially while streaming my shenanigans to Gabe. But in the end, it feels wrong to pick a game I played more than a decade ago. This is game of the year after all. Although, the remastered version is coming out soon, so maybe 2021 will be the year it wins. My man. The next game on my list is perhaps my most played of the year. Definitely my most played of all time. World of Warcraft. My man. Games this large are never perfect, and it'll never be able to reproduce the lightning in a bottle awesomeness that it had in high school. But World of Warcraft Shadowlands feels like a much-needed revitalization of a game that has had disappointing expansion after terribly disappointing expansion. (laughs) This time, it seems Blizzard finally took the right bits from recent expansions, scrapped the rest, and added a whole lot of new, including two of the most beautiful zones since Nagrand. WoW will always have a special place in my heart, but this year it's not my game of the year. That honor belongs to the savior of social relationships in the pandemic, our salvation, among us. (laughs) My selection of Among Us in a year where one of the most hyped games of all time, Cyberpunk, came out (laughs) might surprise some, but it is indicative of how I like to approach my games. Simple games with a unique twist are by far the most fun. This is why Nintendo has always been my favorite of the three major console brands, and is probably the only one I will continue buying in each generation. Among Us is great for so many reasons, I could spend an hour and 46 minutes talking about them. But the most important thing I can say about this game is that it brought so many people together in this year of social distancing. Some old friends and some new faces. It's no coincidence that a game that had no success for two years suddenly boomed into a household name this year. It filled a social need in everyone's lives, and isn't that what video games are really all about? Because of that, it just has to be my 2020 game of the year. Thanks for listening, everyone. 
I had a great time guest appearing on the podcast this year, and I hope I can do it again soon. Bye. It's enough to make a grown man cry. I know. I'm God like damn. tearing up over here, being like, "Oh, this is so sweet." <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, I think he makes great points about Thank Among Us. Thank you, Matt. I know. I was yeah. just thinking. I feel sort of bad now about shafting Among Us and forcing us to remove it from the best actually recent game category. But it's There's not an time. actually recent game. I yeah. Agree with I mean, it is by technicality. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Matt, oh, shout-outs for that section. Oh, Matt, you're amazing. Yep. Well done. I So the for 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 a little bit of, like, behind-the-curtains context, like, Matt is in a very wildly different time zone than us, and so it's really hard to schedule a podcast with him, but when we do, holy fire, right? It's always mm-hmm. good. So. Exactly. And, hey, we'll we'll have him back this year for a Mass Effect remastered series. Amen. That we'll be doing for nine weeks, right? This is, this is the exact same thing as when people say lol as a joke and eventually they can't stop. Like, they're just, they keep joking about the mm-hmm. Mass Effect redo series until eventually it's going to be like, yo, bro, so when are we scheduling that? How many weeks is it going to take last time? If anything, I'm doing, like, a side quest episode with Gabe to be like, yo, and remaster, Matt. though. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it turns out like they didn't really change anything, and I've been playing for forty hours, and I haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, there we... All right. So with that said and done, thank you, Matt. Game of the year for him among us. Um, all right, and so now we're gonna move on to our next category in our game of the year podcast series. So this is biggest surprise. These are games that exceeded our expectations maybe we went into them not really thinking much of them but then they just you know they they literally took us by surprise and we were just like whoa what or maybe they subverted our expectations for what we expected out of that game but here are the nominees for biggest surprise we have return of the Oberdin, the council hades mass effect the series among us Ori in the Blind Forest, What Remains of Edith Finch, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Cyberpunk 2077, Slay the Spire, Phasmophobia, Firewatch, Yearwalk, Valorant, Dark Souls, Lorelei, Darkest Dungeon, Superhot, The Last of Us, and The Last of Us Part 2. It's right. it's so hilarious that every single time I see this list of games, even if it's in a slightly different context, like, yo, this time it's visuals, this time it's biggest surprise, I'm always just like, <gasps> The Last of Us just gets to battle with these games? Like, just shit like that, you know? It's it's fucking crazy, man. Oh, God, what did we sign up for? But all right, all right. Um, I, there's no, this is not something we need to be held to by any means whatsoever. But today... While I was actively ignoring all of my responsibilities mm-hmm. and staring at a wall, mm-hmm. I thought to myself about this category and I said, is this category not Hellblade wins Return of the Oberdin follow-up? Whoa. 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 Do we not think the council is at least in that conversation? <laughs> so, so I did. I it was did a different write... kind of surprise. <laughs> I, I will say I did write little like comments next to each game on whether they surprised me. And I said, the council, and I said, is it question mark? But then I say in all caps, that ending though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, okay. That was I a surprise. A 
to make here because I recently, I think like Gabe, re-listened to the council episodes in preparation for these Game of the Year awards. Um, And the pleasure that I got listening to episode two when you guys, so there's three episodes total. So you guys have like finished, you're like done with the middle, you're only going to play a little bit more of the game. And you're all sitting there trying to figure out what the ending may be. Mm. And you're like, boy, I just really hope that it's something that like holds up and like really does justice to all this stuff. And like, they're going to have a really hard time wrapping it all up. And Zoe actually calls one of the major twists, spoilers. She's like, you know what? I <laughs> Is think it the though, twins? There's this crazy thing. Like, I think that the twins are like, I think Emma's, I think you slept with Emma and like, she's still alive. And she actually nails that. But but the pleasure that I got just listening and being like, oh, my sweet summer children, you have no idea what you were about to experience. I think that should be in the conversation for biggest surprise of the year because nobody nobody saw demons coming and you guys had a bunch of crazy ideas but nobody saw that coming as a way to wrap up that series and nobody saw demons nobody saw incest nobody saw mother turning into sister yeah sister yeah there were so many twists in that game that literally no one predicted yeah that i think it has to be in this conversation turns out the game was dunking on us all along (laughs) <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, day, the game just teed us up and boy, did it knock it home. Okay, so that's fair. Maybe we do. I just I just wanted to start with a little bit of flames. You start with a little bit of flames. That's totally fine. But maybe we do take some easy killers off this list right. or, or whatever. Or, or we be. Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about them and why they're on the list in the first place. Sure. Go for it. Do you I want in mind, James? I mean, we didn't just throw every game we played onto this list like it might have surprised us or not. Right. True. Um. So, like, for example, Slay the Spire is pretty close to what it says on the tin, right? It's yeah. just, I mean, the way that it describes itself is the game that it is. But But here's the difference with that, right? Like, it's not a surprise in the sense of it didn't subvert your expectations. But in terms of exceeding my expectations... Every game says to you, yo, by the way, I'm really, really fucking fun. Um, but this one actually is. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and I think that's right. the I surprise mean, for me, at least for this one. Sure. I mean, but like you went into the roguelike block saying there's only one roguelike that I like. Mm-hmm. And you left the roguelike block with a couple of games that are just on your rotation now. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was the, or I guess we did Darkest Dungeon first. Um, But like that was the one that's really hooked you. And also Zoe, right? Right. I mean, you (laughs) got Hades first, Zoe. Yeah. Uh, But like, so Hades and Slay the Spire and Darkest Dungeon are all on this list because you guys were going into those games expecting not to like them. Right? I think that's fair. Like, it's not like, oh, listen, we try really hard, I think, on this podcast to, like, keep an open mind. But I think it's not unreasonable to say, like, you go into a game like that and think, like, oh, I, I will not for me. I will hands yeah. down, like, admit, like, go, like... I was the one who was like, can we please make the roguelike games block only three weeks? Because I just don't like roguelikes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 
I left that block, you know, I, I do still play Darkest Dungeon on occasion. I still play Slay the Spire on occasion. Really the only one that I just don't, never touched again was Faster Than Light. You know, sorry, Faster Than Light. <laughs> but like, I yeah, I mean, I, mean, yeah. I, I think like in terms of that way, I, and those were the comments I made next to those games and that those those games were surprises personally to me just because I am not a roguelikes person. And I left those games, not even, not just enjoying them, but then actually on my own time revisiting those games to spend, you know, I I could spend my 600th hour on Stardew Valley, or I could pick up Hades. And I, to get me away from Stardew Valley to play games that I originally never thought I'd like is really cool. So like, I I think I just want to pay, pay homage to that like we can we can cross them off because i do think there are maybe some clear front runners in this list um but just you know you said it you set the game in front of you you say thank you for your time i appreciate you i release you yeah (laughs) and i think i think it's like it was said previous but i think it's actually worth even though i hate giving people props at all ever um but james was a surpriser this year wasn't Mm -hmm. he like Mm -hmm. he straight up picked some games that like just like they, I mean, they opened genre doors to some people, myself, Zoe, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and to go from, I don't like roguelikes, like, quote, you know, dash Zoe's name, right? To like, oh, wait, there's like at least three solid ones I like in this. It's like, a, that's a fucking, that's an achievement. That's so. a success. Yeah. yeah. I would say that's like, yeah, huge. So definitely. I, yeah, I mean, like. Could we cut some ones before those? Like almost like that success is like I know I don't so, think they make it, but uh, yeah, I want to cut and maybe this is a little bit contentious. Well, actually, I I know one I'm that I I just I I have one that I put on here, but it's just because it's a personal one to me. I just added it because I want to say a little piece about it before we cross it out. But I put Dark Souls on here. Hmm. Um, Dark Souls. I think personally in this category, it's like up there in the winners in my head only because it's a personal triumph for me. Um, I don't play game, like I don't play Souls-like games. Uh, I went into this thinking I was going to have a bad time, that every boss was going to be a 20 attempt or above feat. And um, I did a, you know, full run of that game using only the longsword in one case i kind of cheated but i use the long sword for the most part um and you know what like i go on the dark soul subreddit and people are like i defeated gwyn with insert powerful weapon here or like or i defeated gwyn with this super powerful weapon with no parrying and people are like you didn't parry and i just want to be like i did it with a fucking long sword everyone and people are like what? like i don't know it's yeah. dark souls made me more confident in myself as a gamer because of my success with it and therefore it is a big surprise for me because i was not expecting that going into it i thought it was just gonna be some funny like look at this dumb gamer try to go through dark souls and i succeeded so thank you dark souls i appreciate you you've made me a better gamer i release you yeah (laughs) And and I think on that podcast it was said really well, and I've probably already mentioned this point too. But it's it's one of the things that really sticks with me from that podcast was just uh, like so we defined it as like a, almost like a gamer rite of passage in a way, 
like you know because the the classic phrase that that dogs it is like we'll just get good bro because like and that's that's the response to any uh critique of the game and it's obviously ridiculous right like sometimes you're like they just hit me through the wall so like, just get good bro they can hit you through walls and like that sounds ridiculous but it is a mindset if you take it away from the like sort of inflammatory side of the language and if you just take it towards like what it means is the game is going to do some things that you might not like but it's your job to respond to them and once you get into that mindset then it becomes a place where you can really develop your skill um and you can definitely just play other games like even Hellblade and stuff. I remember I was talking about that like briefly on that podcast of like, oh, this combat is kind of similar. And like, whoa, I feel totally at home here in this combat now. Like, you know, like I can totally control it. I understand these movesets are cool. I'm like just styling on the combat now. Like it is really a brighter passage in that way. And so that's a lovely thing. Uh, and uh, yeah, definitely surprising. And then I would say my own personal experience with the game is I was surprised as well because I spent 10 hours hating it. And then the 11th hour, I learned out that I, or learned out. Yeah, learned out. Okay, nobody make fun of that because uh, I also make a really <laughs> off-color joke and I don't want to do that. <laughs> We've already done that. I already censored that. Um, but uh, yeah, like I, I remember on the 11th hour, I, I, I learned that I loved it too. So I think, yeah, surprising. But was it surprising in this year for me? No. And then like, okay, so it's always the only one. So, okay, fine. Maybe we cut it. But there's our, our shout out to it. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yes do like some faltery air horn exactly all right what more are we gonna cut on this list what about lorelei i was gonna cut that one like because what else did you expect, I expect from that game? <laughs> yeah I, I if the cat lady was here then I'm definitely vibing with it. Being I, think a huge I think surprise. you fought for the Cat Lady last year because that was the first one of these that you had played. But like after playing two more of them, did you really expect Lorelai to be anything other than exactly what it was? I wasn't expecting a vibrator joke five minutes into the game. Oh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Could you really no, call like that a McCoy joke? Always expects the vibrator. Joke. Exactly. Yeah, it's just random acts of vibrator or something. But like, yeah, like it's just the thing with that game is that. I understand what you're saying, but it is a really funny premise to me to think about, like, getting into a mindset of, like, I completely anticipated not understanding what anything was about to happen in front of my <laughs> eyes, you know? It's like, I anticipated zero, and as a result, I was completely comfortable because I mm -hmm. knew I was going to anticipate zero, and okay. Such is the magic of our Mikulski. You play right. yeah, I just games, I feel like and that's how those games roll. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, gone. But let's take Phasmophobia 2, right? Like, there's a yeah. case here. But I mean, not for us. That was a I very expected. surprising game. Nobody expected it to be what it was. I'm just waiting for James to dunk. He's like, he's like literally <laughs> like up on the fucking <laughs> the backboard. I, I don't think I need to say anymore. Yeah. We didn't expect that it was gonna be what it was. Yeah, I don't think we expected and, it to uh, be as good as it was. All right, moving on. Um, right. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we all thought. We've all heard James opinion on that. He definitely that. loved that game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, mm -hmm. deleted. Okay, and then listen, I think in the same vein as what we've said about maybe Dark Souls or maybe Darkest Dungeon and such like that, maybe Ori in the Blind Forest is in that camp too. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, I mean, again, that's that's on there because I was surprised that I liked platformers after that game. Yeah. Granted, it was also the first platformer that I played with a controller and it rocked my world how mm -hmm. much yeah. better I was at them once I moved to controller. So uh, there you have it. 
Yeah, it's like one of those like like this all those genres like platformers and like souls like games, but even like competitive multiplayer games, they all are like success dependent. It's like if you're bad at them, it's like not fun, and that's what makes being good at them fun in a way. So it's like, mm. how do you get someone into having success in that genre? Then they start to have success at the genre. Then they're like, oh, that's the fun. Like, so whatever it is, you know, like uh, using the right controller or practicing or understanding a certain mechanic. I know this year, it's not on this list, um, but like James definitely taught me a lot about uh, Hollow Knight and platformers there. And then once you have to start to have more success in a platformer, you start to like it. So like, that's like super, super cool. Um and like, I don't know. I just think that's like a vibe I want to send out to the world. Just a little bit. I think we did on that podcast, but just like, oh, it turns out like if you want to get better at some of these things, you, you'll probably like it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's pretty cool. But, uh, okay. but like, not oh. the most surprising. Definitely not. And so, and then also like, so then I'm also, this is kind of how I'm also thinking with like super hot. Did super hot really Su- surprise I don't I thought it the gameplay was true to what I saw in the trailer is all I'm thinking so I never felt surprised at that game like I feel like the game gave me what I expected of it um, so I'm down to cut but I would say what I was surprised about was all of the other window dressing on top of super hot that made it more than what I saw in the trailer, like all the like weird, hmm. like outside of game concepts and all the terminal and all the like, just there was like way more style and a way more like story and like narrative in this game <laughs> than I expected. And I thought like this game easily could have been like sort of fun or whatever, but it ended up just being almost like unsettling like the whole time. You know, it was like a weird like, what if we took this like shooter puzzle game with a cool idea and made it unsettling? And it just adds a lot. So I was definitely surprised by that. But like, biggest surprise though? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Let's cut it. Okay. Done. <clears throat> hold on, hold on, hold on. I thought we, so what about, let's 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 talk about Darkest Dungeon here. We talked about it a little bit, but I think we should talk mm-hmm. about it a little bit more. And I think we should ax this bad boy. So people have made really great points about Darkest Dungeon. Like in terms of like people talking about how like the kill animations or the attack animations are two frames, but they're the sickest two frames you've ever seen in your fucking life. Um, and they hit, what do, what do the kids say? They hit different. Um, yeah, I was just surprised at, okay, when I see this art style, I've seen people stream this game before. And but what I mean by that is I've seen it in the thumbnail and proceeded to not click because why the fuck would I be interested in this game? So having played it, it's actually rad. Like mm-hmm. it's way better than I thought it was. And it it this is such a basic numbers game, really. Like it feels almost like a Pokemon or something where you just like I hit attack and then it attacks and then the health bar goes down by seven and it has thirty. And it's like it just feels so mechanical. And that could easily be so dry. And it is like the exact opposite of dry. It is so full of flavor and character. Which is oh, I mean, rad. the narrator voice himself, where he's like, oh. press the attack, oh, give them no quarter. And you're that like, guy yes. should be making a triple whatever he made. <laughs> I think too, like, oh, like, when uh, when Darkest Dungeon 2 was revealed uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, everyone on Reddit was just like, thank God they got the narrator back. Like, all the yeah. comments yeah. were just like, it's the narrator, he's back. Guys, I'm so pumped for this. <laughs> they couldn't make the game without him. Like No. They set a precedent now. We have expectations. A mistake. Yeah, but yeah. I think yeah. too, like on a personal level, for for me, 
when you guys were getting ready to do the roguelike block, I wasn't on any of those podcasts, but I was playing those games. And the one that I was expecting to play and enjoy and actually was expecting to join the podcast for was Slay the Spire. Because I had briefly seen Adam play it and I was like, oh, that seems cool. And I think maybe McCoy had told me about it or maybe James had and convinced me that like it seemed like fun. Um, and I was not planning on even playing Darkest Dungeon because it didn't appeal to me. I think like Dark Dungeons are not really my vibe and it just didn't. Why are you gonna make it? The sequel <laughs> called Lightest Dungeon is like your absolute favorite game. Yeah, like, like light and airy dungeons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. With indoor plants, but um, it just didn't really seem like my thing. But then McCoy was playing it, and around like, like late in the week, he was like, "I really think that you would like this. You should try it." And I proceeded to log like forty hours in the next four days, just like something ridiculous. Um. It was also the height of quarantine. So, like, shout out to, to Dark Ascension mm-hmm. for that. But I was really surprised by how much I liked this game. Yeah. Um, it really appealed to me. And I, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that at all. So, I think, like, for me, I would... I, we, we can cut all of these games, but I would keep Darkest Dungeon on more than I kept Slay the Spire on. Because I, I really wasn't expecting to enjoy that game at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like I wasn't... I guess, like, my expectations for Darkest Dungeon were the... I guess, are we measuring a gulf, right, from expectation to reality? Because, like, Slay the Spire, I expected to like it, but I liked it way the fuck more than I possibly could ever give it credit for. And then Darkest Dungeon, Mm. I didn't expect to like it, and I definitely liked it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. just weird. Like, the, the base is different for each of them, so that's hard to say. F- fun anecdote about Darkest Dungeon, though, is just that um, there's a certain, like, subsection of games that Elena is just a lot better at than mm-hmm. me. I like, was hoping that you were going to acknowledge this. I didn't want yeah. to brag. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, I, yeah, like, this is one of those games. That's why I was like, maybe you should try this, because I just felt like some sort of optimization strategy in your mind, uh, like, the same thing you do for Stardew Valley, right, with your spreadsheets and about, like, just like literally charting every tile and what can be next to each other and stuff like that i was just like you know like you might actually enjoy like managing this Mm -hmm. um and like i was right but it that doesn't stop it from like hurting my pride when i like come back like three days later and it's before the podcast and you're just like further than me and better than me and you're just like i'm saying things and and like you know like i feel like some people probably listen to our podcast feel this way you know when we've played a game for a week and i'm like well you know what really this bullshit is actually this and then she's like well actually you totally learned to deal with that if you're actually good at all and then it's like oh um, <laughs> like, i mean you just like learn to overcome that challenge I mean, yeah it's tough but like whatever you get past it i'm like oh yeah i didn't get past it she's like well that's on you um but yeah so Give some of your own medicine there buddy <laughs> yeah exactly a little bit of my own medicine there for this one so yeah okay yeah. i don't know so do we just acknowledge darkest dungeon and slay the spire as being great games that exceeded our expectations and then say goodbye to them in the zen like and way i think that we Zoe include us? i think we include hades with that hades is a little bit different i think only because Hades piqued my interest because I knew if Supergiant Games was going to do a rogue, like they were go and Supergiant Games is known for their storytelling. Like I was mm-hmm. expecting it to be a different experience. Um, so like there's also that, but like that's the point is, yes, I would agree. Like removing Hades, I think from biggest surprise for me as somebody who's played Supergiant Games in the, in the past, like I am elated that people are now being exposed to that game studio and realizing how great they are. Um, I really hope it kind of leads to, you know, a popularity and, you know, Transistor and Bastion and, you know, Pyre. Let's but, do a uh, block for them. I'm saying it. Oh, 2021. I know. 2021, I'm doing a super giant games block. Don't Sick. you worry about Sick. it. But 
Thank you, Hades. <laughs> Goodbye, Hades. <laughs> yep. See Goodbye. you in hell. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Year Walk is sure. still on here. Um, yep. We were all really surprised by Year Walk. Yeah, I was. I was definitely surprised by Year Walk. I was going to say, like, I I was honestly surprised by it. And it, I mean this in, with love in my heart, but, like, I was surprised when my mom brought it up to me, being like, you've got to play this game. Um... Just because I was like, you play video games, but also like it was just also like, well, mom I don't know, like, steam herself. Well, because usually, so usually it's always my mom asking me for recommendations, but this was the first game that she bought just on a whim, and then she was just like, you've got to get this on the podcast, like you need to play this for the podcast. Um, but it sounds like, you know, it actually t- took more others by surprise, so maybe we keep this on here a little bit longer. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's like at some point it's probably got to go realistically, but I think it 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 feels like it's a sizable mm. step up in surprise now, like compared to some of the mm. other ones we've cut. Um, just because, like, first of all, you don't know what to expect with a game like this when you look at it. It has a cool art style and you just have no idea what's going on. And then it turns out it's way deeper and more interesting in terms of like focal aspects and whatever than you thought. And I don't know. It's like, this is one of those games, like, you need to have a pen and pencil. I guess, well, I guess, sorry, excuse me, pencil and paper. Now you can have a pen and pencil, too, but you need something to write on. Yeah. Um, that's not important. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, it just, like, it was just really unique, too. Like, and I don't know why I didn't expect it to be really unique. I, here's why. Games with really cool art styles like this are, like, a toss-up sometimes. Where sometimes that's all they have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it's like, oh, cool. It looks really cool. But this is way, way more than that. It looks really cool, but it's also like really deep and interesting and just super unique. Like I would recommend this to like, you know, uh, little, little G gamers. I think we're defining them as you know, people <laughs> like my mom and whatever else. Like I would recommend that to them because this feels like an art piece. It really feels like that more than anything. Um and I don't know, I don't know, like, I, it also, it was just way better than I expected, like, at the same time, too, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, all that's, like, factoring into this. I don't, I don't know why, but in my heart, I'm like, this one was a bigger surprise than it should have been. Mm-hmm. I, don't know else. I mean, maybe, maybe it yeah, is so gone, like, but, like. I was gonna say, it, maybe we should, we should pull the room. Are there any other games, maybe, that anyone thinks should be cut before your walk? I would say, honestly, maybe Cyberpunk. Oh, really? Surprise? Surprised? <clears throat> I yeah, was surprised I... by that game. Go on. <laughs> that game was hyped up as, like, the game of the century, right? Like Or, like, a decade? I'm not really sure. But it was hyped up to be this incredible thing. It had been, like, for years. It was coming out of the same studio that made The Witcher, this incredible game. It, the gameplay trailers for it looked amazing. Like, whenever we saw one, Keanu Reeves was going to be in it. It looked like this huge thing. And then it came out, and it's a dumpster fire, you guys. Oh, but there's a there's an award there for that the, after yeah, this one. Like, okay. I, say, I, think I guess that's true. Okay. Okay. I can live with that. I just think it was surprising. I didn't expect what it ended up being. But yep. maybe that is Would you might say you were just so, surprised by how <laughs> disappointing it was? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I think a- that the reason Cyberpunk is here is partly because 
Um, we played it. <laughs> I well, yeah, no, uh, because I was pleasantly surprised by that game. I was yeah. not expecting to enjoy it as much as I have. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. that's fair. I'm, I'm I, in and, that camp, but yeah. also I didn't have any expectations going into it. So okay, yeah, I actually, either. for this particular game, I want to actually try to chart the expectations in two sections and maybe that's fair maybe that's not fair but there's expectations leading up to the game and that's the normal trajectory mm-hmm. right here's where i stood eh, we'll see right or like that's maybe where zoe is but then, like i'm you know okay i like the witcher but i don't like the setting of this so you know we'll see but maybe a little bit more positive than that but then there's a second trajectory where it's the internet says this is the worst game of all time and it says it louder than mm-hmm. you've ever heard anything ever been said and then you play the game for 50 hours and you find yourself surprised by actually how good it is. I, I think that's a good way to describe it. It's like, I think that this game has been a roller coaster of surprise and disappointment and then surprise again. We're <laughs> yeah. like going mm-hmm. in. I didn't really know what to expect. I never, I didn't know anything about cyberpunk. I loved The Witcher, but this was very different. And I was disappointed because it turns out it's basically this GTA and it's hella glitchy and it, there were just a lot of things happening. But then, as the more I kept playing, I was surprised that I liked the story and I was really enjoying it. But then I was disappointed again. During, it's just <laughs> I think it's been a roller coaster yeah. uh, with Cyberpunk. So I can... It's fair. You're right. Maybe it doesn't belong in this category. I, yeah, just because for me, I wasn't that surprised. Like, I had zero expectations going in other than that. I thought that CD Projekt Red was going to make a game that I was going to enjoy. Not necessarily that it was going to be like the game of all games that everyone was hyping it up to be. But I was like, you know, I like The Witcher and I'm confident they'll make a game that I will enjoy playing. Okay, wait. I kind of want to call bullshit on you guys, though, because everyone here is being like, I had no expectations. I wasn't at all surprised by the level of trash that that game released as. As in you're surprised Again, by how trash it is? We can talk about the this first disappointment, but none of us called this game being like, yeah, I have a feeling there's going to be cars falling from the seat, from the sky and like oh, shit's going to be on yeah, fire no, literally everywhere. True. I mean, yeah. <laughs> but also, yeah, we, I mean, we, I didn't expect exactly that, but it did kind of like come with the territory of, hey, it's been delayed and then they're releasing it again and leading up to the release, it was like, hey, there's still shit wrong with it. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I think they're they're we'll we'll definitely talk about this I think in the next category in, in that um in that instance um I mean I, I'm I I'm kind of in James's boat where it's like I'm surprised well I personally am surprised because open world RPGs just it triggers like my like I don't know it triggers anxiety with me <laughs> you're completionist with open world I, yeah because I'm a completionist and yeah. open world RPG is like. You're going to lock in 300 hours in this game and you're only going to scratch the surface. Like, so, yeah. like, I was surprised that I'm enjoying it. But I'm okay with removing it from this list because I think other yeah. games ha- are bigger yeah. surprises. Yeah, I was going to say, because for me, I can see at least three realistically more games on the list still that surprised me more than Cyberpunk did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. But it is it is interesting that I, I do, yeah, I just want to shout out for the up and down. Like, it was, it surprised me that it was as broken as it was, but it also <laughs> surprised me that it was as good as it was after the internet yelled at it. And then it also didn't really surprise me when it wasn't the best game in the world. You know, so it's like it just got so many different <laughs> factors to the surprise right. of this game, but sure. All right, so we'll bench this conversation for later and remove Cyberpunk from the I actually think, like, it, it's, not even, it's not even a guaranteed win for disappointment either. Like, I think it might be this weird, like, middle ground game that just had a bunch of weird mm-hmm. ups and downs with it that just fades into the to the ether for a year or something. I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. Um... 
All right, so I have Mass Effect the series on here. Yeah. <laughs> As big a surprise. Um, maybe you guys don't feel the same way. I put that on here, though, because I'm going to get stere stereotypical here. Here's my trash take of the day. Um, <laughs> when I... When Gabe said that he wanted us to play through Mass Effect at the very beginning, sorry. Um, my eyes rolled to the back of my head because I was like, oh, this is just those typical guy gamer games that all women hate or something. Like, I, I thought something very stereotypical where all I was just, just like... All guys just want to bang aliens. Because <laughs> well, cause I remember, like, I remember when Mass Effect came out and I think I was in middle school or maybe high school and I heard the guys in my class talking about, yeah, like, talking about blue alien Liara and just how bangable <laughs> she is. And so, like, that was... I don't know. That that was always the impression it had in my head of just like this is just some big titty alien game that <laughs> Gabe is going to have us play. Reasonable. And, and you played and like, it, and you weren't quite entirely wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't entirely wrong. There are big titty aliens in this game. However, yeah. I was very surprised with the yeah. world building of Mass Effect and the world that it created, its storytelling, and. I am now a fan of the franchise because of it, and I would have never thought going into this that I would ever come out being a fan. I thought at best I would come out being like, it's a meh for me, but instead I'm coming out at the end being like, Garrus is big, gold star of the shit, I love yeah. it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a big surprise for me. I mean, it may yeah. not be for you guys, but I just want to at least give it that shout out for me of just Mass Effect surprised the out of me never expected that series to actually go as it did the biggest surprise for me with that game is how the the high school conversation ages and looks different now where it's like you know if you're i'm just imagining the people in zoe's class being like yeah these this fucking liara blue titted alien chick so bangable and then it's like they must think they sound so badass and what's the biggest surprise to me is how not badass that sounds in my older age anyways <laughs> But yeah, um, I don't know if anyone else is. <laughs> is gonna... that really that surprising though? <laughs> it like it, it's just it's the golf, right? Like I I definitely never thought it was badass at the time, but like boy, it just it just keeps plummeting every year. So biggest disappointment? Uh, biggest disappointment is high schoolers talking about massive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basic disappointment. High school boys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Like, I, anyways, okay. Um, yeah, I don't think there's going to be anyone else supporting it for biggest surprise, but I think that's a fair case to be made. Yeah, there is Absolutely. a lot. I mean, I, it's yeah. also for me, It's I already knew 100% going in what it was going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe biggest yeah. surprise is that people liked it, you know? Honestly, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think the biggest surprise was that we spent nine weeks it. on it. Mm -hmm. I can't believe there, that format to play yeah biggest like surprise I got everyone to play all three Mass yeah. Effect games mm -hmm. like I still remember McCoy and I were driving somewhere before you guys did that deliberations episode and he was we were like bouncing he was bouncing ideas off me of like what games we guys, you guys should maybe play next and like what some of the yeah. options were and he kind of threw out like well Gabe wants to play Mass Effect maybe but like that's never gonna happen no, but and I, I was like but, yeah that's insane but and no, then, no 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 that's not, that's not entirely true because I was I was saying like to Gabe, like, hey, like, I'm going, I'm trying to support you in mm -hmm. this. You should try to push for this. No guarantee we get people to agree. But if you think this is rad, by the way, Drake, careful, McCoy, um, because <laughs> listening to older episodes we recorded, you say yeah. the exact same things to me about Halo and Gears of War. 
Yeah, but see, I don't know if I feel that strongly. If you give me an inch, I'll take a mile. (laughs) (laughs) Gears of War would be interesting. Halo, though, I don't know. But that's the conversation. See, I think Halo would be the better one, but yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I agree. I just remember McCoy coming out of his office afterwards, and I was like, how'd it go? Like, what are you guys going to play next? And he was just like, Mass Sit down. Effect. No, what I, <laughs> I like, yeah, what, what I said, what I said specifically was, so I suggested an 100 hour game called The Witcher, and everyone said that's too long, so they agreed to three back to back 30 yeah. hour Mass Effect games because He's still salty. You. Can you tell? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but nine weeks on one game is a lot different from nine weeks on three games. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I definitely agree. And there was definitely a flow to those podcasts where like the first episode, we're all just so fucking excited about like the game and like just the fucking adventure. And the first game is essentially a different game. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then like the first, you know, like then like, you know, yeah, we got into our rhythm with it. So Mm -hmm. it's there's pacing differences to the nine episodes on one game also. Right. Like there was a new game at the fourth episode. We got to be like, holy shit. They just trashed that inventory system because it was trash. Um However, why is my map not work? And why are there like <laughs> broken icons? <laughs> and why does the ending it? suck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can you can you can see that foretold and from where's the, the Mako. Exactly. Oh, shout out to the Mako. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest that. surprise to me in the Mass Effect series, if I'm not memeing, is actually the final DLC. That was a huge surprise <gasps> that, to me. The Citadel I think DLC. we should have put yeah. on somewhere for like not game of the year, but best DLC or something. Best DLC. So fucking rad. Like, way better than it had I any right to be. I should go. That's the one that I couldn't get to work on my computer, right? Yeah. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe you watched Zoe streaming or something, maybe? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, I did. Yeah. yeah. No, I remember that. Like yeah. that. All right. Yeah, okay, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. All right, so we say goodbye to Mass Effect, but acknowledge it was a good time. Sure. Indeed. All right, so just to give the listener, uh, I guess, like tabs on where we're at here for biggest surprise, we have Return of the Oberdin, The Council, Among Us, What Remains of Edith Finch, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice, Firewatch, Yearwalk, Valorant, and The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two. Okay, so we can cut Yearwalk in this crowd, right? Yeah, I'm let's cut this. So. Mm-hmm. I think so. so I, I was not surprised by it, like, so to speak. But it was a good game. I enjoyed playing it all the way through. Had fun playing it. But I'm not sure I was like surprised. Like, oh my god, I didn't expect this to be a good game. Maybe yeah. pleasantly surprised, but not like shocked yeah. surprised. But I'm glad we played it. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. What do people... I think... Oh, go for it, James. Among Us. I was going to say the same next. thing. Yeah. I think... It's possible. I think that the hype that Among Us got, and like I, at least for for me personally, I think for maybe more than just me in this crowd, but maybe a bunch of us, like the amount of like Among Us that I had seen or like heard about. Oh wait, this is a case for cutting, circling. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. shit! I thought I was like on the board for like it wins. Oh no! <laughs> no. Whoops! <laughs> I just oh, like no, I. McCoy. By the time we actually played Among Us, I was not surprised by what the experience was or how much fun it was or like I. I just feel like that game had so much of a lead up for me that I wasn't surprised by it. But what about the time when, for the first like three months of its existence on Twitch, everyone was just like ignore. No, it wasn't three months. It was probably like three weeks or maybe a week or two, right? But everyone was like the fuck is this like that to me was when the expectations were actually set for me at least when i was like 
this seems not up my alley. And then I was like, oh, God, it's all these fucking popular streamers just being jackasses and getting paid for it. And, like, I just couldn't help but but I roll harder, right? It was just, like, out of control. And then I finally found maybe some people that I liked playing it or saw it played in a way that was even lightly respectful to the other human beings that existed there. And I saw its potential. But, like, I, I get that, yeah, it's true. Like, we eventually, like, we, we saw that trajectory over the time. And eventually, yeah, we knew what it was going to be before we played it. But definitely when I first saw it, my expectations were set terrible by, like, fucking XQC or some trash um, on Twitch. And Shout like, out to XQC. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if you listen trash. to this podcast, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you can write in at turnythumbs at gmail.com. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, but, like, I... Um, I think it's also a surprise in the gaming space in the sense of it's already been out for so long and it just exploded like you've never seen before. Like at that same time too, like if I said, I don't know, I don't know. It just, it just feels like it, it, it surprised all of us. And then I think eventually it smashed us over the head so many times that, yeah, I can see why it didn't surprise you after that. But do you think before that it surprised you or no? I don't know. James, what was your reason for so, cutting it? Because I jumped on that bandwagon and just told you my reason. Okay. I mean, I saw the game played and I was like, oh, this game looks like a huge amount of fun to get a group of 10 people together to play with. And uh, spoilers, it was. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I wasn't surprised at all. I was kind of surprised that like it exploded the way that it did into culture um i was kind of surprised uh at i don't know like the number of my friends on facebook that created among us discord servers like yeah. but i was not surprised by the game itself okay. i feel like too <clears throat> That there are versions of this category where Among Us wins, like for the reasons that you said, McCoy, in terms of like how different it is and how it exploded into the game space and all kind of stuff. But like the way that we've, we, you guys as the podcast people, um, have kind of been doing these categories. It's like, it's the pod, it's like, it's our personal most surprise. It's like our personal version of this, as opposed to like, I, I agree with you, like Among Us in terms of like the greater world maybe is the most surprising game that came out this year. Yeah. But it might not be our biggest surprise of the year. Is yeah. Right. Okay. So here's a case maybe I want to make for why Hellblade and Oberdin win still. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. If you look at, I mean, the council is, I mean, the it's the fucking council. Um, and if you look mm-hmm. at, so if you look at Firewatch and what remains of Edith Finch, and Last of Us, and The Last of Us Part Two. although Last of Us Part Two has a giant asterisk, and I think there's more conversation we had there. All of those are games that I heard were incredible, and then they exceeded my expectations because they were, like, perfect, basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hellblade, I my expectations of that game, if we're actually honest with myself, looking at the fucking promotional material I saw and just, like, judging by the general sphere that didn't even pay any attention to it at all outside of the... Um, 
English Game Awards or something, right? Like, it was like, this game seems maybe even generic, and oh my god, is it anything but that, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. gulf from my my expectations to the excellence that it is, is out of control. And I feel the same way about Oprah Den. Like, when I saw that art style, and I saw... Right, like mm-hmm. my, Thumbs down. Yeah. my introduction to this game was Zoe being like, it beat Gree in fucking art style. Look at this thing. And I looked at that thing and I was like, thumbs motherfucking down for that. <laughs> like, you know, well, and, the, and the whole reason why, like, I think we maybe it maybe even hit our radar was just because I think we were listening to the t- 2018 Giant Bomb podcast yep. and they yep. were like one of the members on there was just like. Oberdin needs to be up there and we're yeah. just like whoa she's like really going for Oberdin is it really that good of a game and mm-hmm. I'm watching the trailer again I'm like this game yeah like yeah I, I I'm, a, I'm in agreement with McCoy where for me my top two surprises out of this whole list are Hellblade and Return of the Oberdin I don't know in what order yet and mm-hmm. I don't I don't know yeah. if everyone else agrees that those should even be the last two games on this list but like yeah yeah like Oberdin, I hated that game because it beat out Gree. I yeah. like mm-hmm. despised that game. I was like, yeah. oh, it's the fucking Mac style looking game, motherfucker. Like, and <laughs> look at yourself. Like, I, I, and and now it is like I said, like before. I it is a game I truly wish I could wipe my memory and just play over and yeah. over new for the first time. And I like want Lucas Pope to make like five more games like Oberdin for yeah. me to enjoy. Hundred percent. Um, which mm. yeah, that that completely surprised me. And then yeah, and and to go off of that, Hellblade. Yeah, it just I we kind of talked about it in the Hellblade episode too. We were just all like, "Did this hit any of our radars?" Like, yeah. no, we just knew it was out. Mm-hmm. We knew it was a game. It Hellblade. hit my radar, which is why we played it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I also feel Claire, like, I think, but so yeah, yeah, Claire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the response, the the way that it hit my radar was some influencers played it and they were like wow that was really cool but it was like it was really intense and i don't know i don't know if i want more and i was like hmm and then i heard like what it was about um and i was like that sounds awesome yeah intense and i saw the the intro sequence of um paddling in to the world and I and like that was it and I was like okay we have to play this for the right, podcast yeah. yeah I think I yeah I watched so, like a YouTube playthrough and I had to press pause and be like okay no yeah. more you've earned my respect yeah which is crazy because guys like they could have sent a trailer out that was the paddling sequence uh earlier and maybe caught any of our attentions but they didn't quite do that and I watched like a 30 minute gameplay section but like it just—it was like one of the puzzles, but there was no context of why. Like, dude, the documentary on this bad boy like made this thing like doubly as good as it mm-hmm. already was, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like with that context, and so I feel like the marketing really struggled to have any of the context at all, let alone the context you get when you play the game proper, mm-hmm. let alone the context you get when you watch the documentary and play the game. So it had a huge problem from that standpoint. But that problem is a benefit here Mm because the gulf of our expectations is insane plus i want to say i think so far there has not been a place really at least for Mm overdin and 
I I can see a robbing of Oberdin to come in the future as well. So like here is fucking Oberdin right here. Biggest surprise, motherfuckers. This is it. Like this oh, is where I, we shout this thing. That's what I was gonna say is that Oberdin wins. Okay. Okay. I'm okay with because, that too. Because, um, I mean, we were like, let's play this game, see if it's cool. And I feel like every person on the podcast, like, twenty minutes in, was like. What the it fuck? It was supposed to be a two-week game. Yeah, we, we were supposed yeah. to stretch Oberdin out two weeks. And then I think we were all texting each other like a Thursday or Friday night being like, so I'm going to finish this this weekend. And uh, I don't really care okay? what you think. You're going to finish it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And at some point there's like, so as the person who often like tries to schedule things, it's like process is amazing and it is important. However, there's like a f- magic that's happening in that moment where it's 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 peeking through your scheduling where it's saying yeah we we agreed to the two week thing and all this other stuff but like no but no mm-hmm. like let the fire just light the way basically and follow it and that's this game okay so what i'm hearing right now is we're going to delete among us sure we're going to delete what remains of edith finch we're going to delete firewatch valorant the last of us and the last of us part 2 well okay I think if you're going to do that... And we're going to delete the council. And I refuse to delete the council. Oh, shit. <laughs> well. Only because I think that is this, this category... Is this the tyranny of being in charge of... The Google Doc. <laughs> the yes, it is. This is a hostile takeover. Yeah. I am not actually... But I just... Because sure. I think that this category can have two runners up, and I think that the council strongly deserves to be in there, because that... Game is the biggest surprise of and uh, in a technical way in terms of how surprised we were and how much gleeful laughter <laughs> and just disbelief there was sure. when a they bust out that the main reason all this has been happening all this intrigue with George yeah. Washington <laughs> is because there are fucking demons guys that is their explanation for all of that game and then at the very end suddenly. One, there was incest. We can gloss over that if that's not surprising to you. It was surprising to me. And at the end. <laughs> Why did I want to say if you want to see incest, you can check out our YouTube channel? <laughs> that's so you horrible. actually can, though. You can watch the playthrough and just see how fucking surprised everybody is. We go where no other podcast will go. Also, there are little surprises along the way. Like when we killed that bird by feeding it chocolate and yes. we were surprised that they never mentioned it again. Hilarious. But yeah. at the very end, there's a and fucking he's just, like, wizard duel. At the yeah. Bird is dead. <laughs> yeah. Wizard duel has to make it into this category sure. as at least a runner. All right, up. fine. You've convinced me. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I, I I originally came here saying that Hellblade wins because I thought the podcast would go that way, but my personal winner here is Return of the Oberdin. So if we're leaning right. that way, I'm. Happy. I mean, mine too. I, if you asked me, it was going to be Oberdin and then uh, Last of Us 2. But... Yeah. Yeah. All out of the council. Yeah. All right. I'm okay. very happy with Oberdin. I also, I just want to qualify. I, I think the Oberdin should also win. I'm not saying the council should win. I'm just saying we cannot discount yeah. the yeah. surprise. It needs of that an game. honorable mention. <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. All right. Return. <laughs> I mean, it won my most dunked part. on award. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to clean some awards. award. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. So there you go. Biggest surprise winner, Return of the Oberdin. Runners up. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, and 
the council. Ooh, I wrote that in the other order. Do I'll, I think you should I'll put some sacrifice first. I'll change it. We, we, no, we I, doesn't I, matter. I once said it was fa- sacrifice first. Yeah. I'll but, change you know. it. <laughs> we yeah. say that we don't order it, but we order it. And yeah. At least lightly. <laughs> I was going to say, is this one of the ones where we actually do order it? Yeah. We, no. also, we always Even order we it. Even though we don't. Or at least I do and nobody knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so then we talked about our biggest surprises, but now... It is time to look back and see what the biggest disappointments of this year were. Can we for add the Craig podcast. to that list? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> As I say that, Craig is like just decides that to disconnect oh, all of a sudden. He has the biggest disappointment. No, 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 no. Craig, yeah, so the Discord recording bot. Biggest disappointment doesn't need any explanation. These are just games that you know they they were just they were just disappointments. There's there's no beating around the bush with it. So. Sure. Games that we have in our category for biggest disappointment are World War Z, The Council, <laughs> Mirror's Edge, Lorelei, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Life is Strange, Cyberpunk 2077, Golf with Your Friends, Phasmophobia, Undertale, Mass Effect 3, Gears 5 Horde Mode, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare Campaign. I motion to add one more to this list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want to put Hades on this list Ooh. for myself. And I'm not saying it has to be and then we and then let's axe it because I don't agree with that. <laughs> so actually, I, think, I actually think there are a like probably somewhere along the 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 line of five games we could axe before Hades on this list that aren't really disappointments mm-hmm. really like Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Gears Five and uh, let's see like Mirror's Edge but maybe maybe there's a case because that's a disappointment from Zoe's past but like you know Lorelai wasn't a disappointment to, you know but the reason I want to make my case for Hades and then okay we don't need to cut it sequentially we can cut it now but the reason is because I fucking love Supergiant games I fucking love Bastion I fucking love Transistor like I have I bought this game in early access immediately on the Epic Store like I followed this game from its absolute infancy and I fucking hate it <laughs> That's so disappointing to me. Like, shit. Like, I want to love this game. So, okay, I just wanted to say that. Um, I watched it be born, and then it grew into something I hated. Yeah, but it, it's, it was born as something I hated, too. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, so, it's just, that to me is, like, the definition of disappointment. Like, the rest of the shit is like, okay, I turned it, I tuned in on Gears 5 Horde mode. I wish it was better than it was. Call of Duty, I'm disappointed with that. Yeah, wait, Call of Duty won something earlier. Can we get rid of that? Well, so this is the campaign specifically, but yeah, I'm not dis- uh, I'm not disappointed. But but what I'm saying is like, I was more disappointed, disappointed in Hades than I was in Cyberpunk, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because again, like I have essentially a trophy room in my heart for the games that these people make. And I had to like pull down the fucking like you know title card that says hades and i had to just leave an open fucking like cubby um for it so that's just my case if you guys want to cut it fine all i can think about is the end of mass effect where there's that board of everyone who's dead that's that's what i was thinking (laughs) of you mean my screenshot i was was thinking of james's screenshot which has like two people still on it Mm -hmm. um okay i might are you okay with me cutting hades mccoy yeah, but I want to I want to cut like five more games okay, at the same time. Okay, let's do it. Call of Duty Modern Warfare campaign. Does anyone think that was the most disappointing thing this year? No, not Absolutely by a long shot. No, no, it's great actually. Yeah. Um. Okay. Does anyone think Lorelai is disappointing? Again, I feel like no. same argument for biggest surprise. Didn't you guys know what you were getting into with that game? Exactly. When I agreed yeah. to watch I think it, I knew to what it was. 
Yeah. yeah. It needs to be cut. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I would probably also cut World War Z. Agreed. I Yeah. Like I, I didn't have expectations going into it and it was a game and I it wasn't like I was like devastatedly disappointed <laughs> right. that World War Z was like a meh game. So uh we yeah. can we can yeah. cut that off. Yeah, agreed. And actually I would probably do that with golf with your friends and phasmophobia yeah. as well. Like any last know. words about golf with your friends? I was legitimately disappointed by phasmophobia. Okay, we can keep phasmophobia on longer, but I think golf with your friends kind of was what it was. Yeah, I, I think what actually tilted me about golf with your friends is that it was exactly what I expected it to be, and it was exactly as hurtful to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is going to suck, and then I was like, ouch, it's sucking in exactly the way that I thought it was, and it hurts because I called it or something. Um yeah so sure cut that okay 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 uh and then probably gears five horde mode i think it's maybe like lightly disappointing in the sense of i wish it was better um because i liked yeah but that's not like as disappointing as other things yeah and now i think we can cut hades okay sure yeah and if James, would you say you were disappointed by the vanishing of ethan carter's mining puzzle yes <laughs> that's a hard I, yes. I think that's why this is on this list and honestly yeah, but it like, kind of disappointed me as well i'm not gonna lie like i thought the game had so much going for it and then it diverted to cheap jump scares and i was like why am i doing five nights at freddy's all of a sudden the fuck <laughs> we should do five um, nights at freddy's no <laughs> i was but it's i will say so i want to cut mirror's edge okay. oh sorry mirror's no 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 edge. go for it mirror's edge Mirror's Edge is, like, a really cool-looking game. And I was disappointed that I got frustrated at it. But, like, as a game, it's not really that disappointing to me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No, I, think, I mean, I, yeah. I think it, I think it's just a sign of the times, really. Like, I, I play it now, yeah. and I'm just like, wow, I remember this game as being better. You know, it's like, you know, looking looking through it through you know an aged person's lens where you're just like wow i've played a lot more games since mirror's edge and now i realize that a lot of elements of mirror's edge are like yeah. not as good as other games that i've played yeah um just like a minor right. disappointment but i do agree like i think it needs to be cut mm-hmm. sure um i want to cut undertale from this oh really I don't. <laughs> I I think you guys you guys just did not like the I, I like like we kind of talked about before. I think you guys just don't like internet culture meme humor. Well, I am absolutely no. disappointed by Timmy's. <laughs> so no, like like I think you're right, but like that doesn't so mean I, I wasn't played, disappointed, right? But I'm not disappointed. I played Undertale that game, right? Years ago, like maybe six months after it came out, I played the first five hours of, or maybe three hours of the game. And I had a great time with that. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I stopped playing because sometimes I just do that. But I thought it was really cool. And then this time playing through it, I met some more characters that I just absolutely could not handle (laughs) was it mccoy and i (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah no it was the fucking like mad scientist 
I was just like, I don't need this person in the game. Like that, ugh. I don't know. Yeah, I, but I, that just sounds more like disgust and less of like disappointment. I think disappointment I is like, oh I was shit, disappointed like that I ended up not liking the game at all. Yeah, like because I think of it's totally specific choices to be disappointed like i feel like there's more disappointment on this particular podcast for this game than there is for uh phasmophobia like james was very disappointed in phasmophobia i personally feel the exact negative of that like or opposite mm-hmm. like i think i mean i yeah like i, I actually I, I think phasmophobia and undertale kind of go hand in hand here where there's people who vehemently hate the game but then there's people that on this podcast that liked the game. So I think it's fair to say that we can cut both Phasmophobia and Undertale from this. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, Because- Why is my opinion of Undertale? I like this game. It's not a disappointment. Here's why. why. You are one person and this is consensus. That's why. Um, But you have a strong opinion and I am listening to that and I think it's going to get cut eventually. But like, but I just think like, dude, just one person being like, no, I fucking love this game is the, for instance, okay, we had Hades back on because I was fucking disappointed and I'm one person. You see what I mean? Like, that's the key, right? It's a consensus No, we're situation. talking about people who like it, though. Right, but... I but guess <laughs> McCoy, we're but... talking about people who matter. <laughs> I know. No, that's super fair. No, but I'm, okay, what so I, what I'm hearing is you just want to keep Undertale on here longer. In that case, let's cut Life is Strange before any of this. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm. I think Life is Strange ended up being exactly what we expected out of a cringy young adult... <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, James is disappointed with their use of the telephone. <laughs> I was disappointed with their use of like writing characters and storylines. I was disappointed sense. this game exists. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, I was disappointed at this game won. What it's it, it's won like best story or something, right? So one best yeah. story. Yeah, that's disappointing <laughs> to me. Like, <laughs> like the council's bonkers story was like better than life is strange as bonkers story. can i retroactively change my vote from met to thumbs down for that game <laughs> you can sure why not spiritually yeah, let right. it be re- known yeah so like guys like like let's hear the case for mass effect 3 because is the case for mass effect 3 i was disappointed when we played it or was the case the internet was disappointed when it first came out my comment on this is the ultimate capital G gamer disappointment. Right, 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 right. exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, yeah, it, I would say it might have been like the biggest disappointment at the time. But granted, it's also an eight-year-old disappointment now. <laughs> yeah, and, and you and prefaced us. about eight-year-olds. You Whereas I'm us. a 27-year-old disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it's 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 another thing also it's just like it's it's when we played this game in this moment in time right yeah. like and yeah. even yeah. like the thing is I didn't know all about the ending of Mass Effect being a disappointment however I didn't have the hype going into Mass Effect 3 as much as people who played it on release did so yeah. Mass Effect 3 ended for me, and I was like, uh, could be better, I suppose, but, like, it'll just have to do. Like, that's what they did. But I, you know, I never got the developer interviews where they say, they're going to be three totally different endings, and, right. you know, even the most nuanced of decisions is going to really affect things towards the end of the game, and, like, 
who you ally with matters. Like I, we, we never got any of that leading into it. Um, if anything, we you got know, we the ended opposite. Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say we ended Mass Effect two being like, "This is great. Can't wait to see how this wraps up. It'll be interesting." And then it ended, and we were like, yeah. "Okay." cool and, and like gabe and matt were like oh hey by the way like here's a little context on the controversy like i thought i feel like potentially even before the ending like that was yeah, the level i wanted to make sure we all knew what we were getting into right <laughs> and so that for us personally means the disappointment level here is just like not even remotely close as the capital g gamers right yeah. right true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so let's cut that so i think right. we can cut that sorry and then okay life is strange are we are we cutting that one too i, I yeah. i'm fine with cutting yeah, that and then Basically, I just want, I guess, the top three I think need to be here are the Council, the Vanishing of Ethan Carter, and Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Why the Vanishing Mm. of Ethan Carter? Did we say that already? I mean, we kind of touched on it. The the minor puzzle, I think, is what people (laughs) mainly were disappointed with. But also, I know, like, Elena went into length about how the ending was disappointing. Um,. I don't know if you want more floor time. Yeah, I mean, that, I was you know? I was disappointed in the way they wrapped that game up because to me, they went for the it was all a dream ending. It wasn't actually a dream, but but I do think people it, on that podcast. I think it might have been you, Zoe. I had I have to go back. Somebody made a good point about why this ending was not disappointing to them, and I can live with that. To me, mm-hmm. I was disappointed that all of the intrigue and all of the bizarre things that were happening were just wrapped up with like it wasn't real. Yeah. But I did see people made a good case on that podcast for why that was actually a beautiful ending and why that was um, fit very well into the actual story of the game with this little boy and his imagination and his stories. And it ended up all being that. I can live with that. Um, I didn't love this game. It wasn't for me. But mm-hmm. I don't know that I was devastated by it either. Mm-hmm. Um I do think yeah, some think- of the puzzles were disappointing because they were... challenging in a way that i didn't enjoy but that was maybe also again like a personal experience Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i just know i was really disappointed with that minor puzzle like it it sounds really silly when it's just like it's just those goddamn miners like (laughs) but like no i i I remember being really kind of like it took me out of the game experience and i was not happy about that i remember because I was just like, you you had such a good thing going with the intrigue and with the sense of wonder about the world. And now you're going to question my mortality by killing me Yeah, with Even, this miner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, I think potentially just the jump scares in general, like the traps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the, I didn't actually find them immediately in the beginning. You found them much later and I screamed very loud. But like even that stuff was like, why? Yeah, is unnecessary this here? maybe. So maybe this is disappointing in the context of it's kind of a. I mean, there's like a really great game here Mm -hmm. that was marred a lot by some of those choices. I'm remembering too one other thing that I know really bothered us in our playthrough was the the that that puzzle where you're supposed to drive like a mining car, I think backwards, I want to say, into like a pile of rocks, but you have to drive it at full top speed from the exact right place, or it doesn't break the rocks, and you can't figure it out. That was disappointing to me. And ter- I mean, that just like that made that puzzle something we had to eventually Google. But we we knew what to do. We had guessed right. We just had not executed it in the pixel perfect way that the game wanted us to. And I think that was another part of like that game had some frustrating moments in it like that. Right. Um, 
But yeah. Well, and I mean, like, I, I hate to call him out, but, like, it, it saddens me that James never got to see the ending to that game. But honestly, the game deserves to not have somebody complete it after <laughs> pulling the shit that is the minor puzzle. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, you fucking had somebody who was into playing this game get to that point and then just close out of the game and be like, fuck this game. Yeah. Like. Yep. Yeah. That's really disappointing. And the story... I'm not disappointed in you, James. No, yeah, I'm I'm disappointed, disappointed in the game. In the game. <laughs> <laughs> of course. So yeah, that's disappointing. And the game itself didn't deserve to have James finish it. But the narrative, okay, maybe you don't agree with this, Lena. But like the cases other people have made, like did deserve to have James no, finish it. I so think then, the yeah, deserved that's, to be finished. I, I personally didn't. I'm personally am not. I usually think of that type of ending as being kind of a cop out. And I'm not a huge fan of it, but I don't. So, so I was somewhere in that. But I think the narrative very much deserved to be finished. Mm-hmm. I agree with that part. I just I'm not a fan of the it was all a dream. So trope. then, okay, guys. Before we get to the council, which I actually think I'm way more on everyone else's side for this, um, I actually want to hear the cases for Cyberpunk here because we sort of talked on the other side of this from surprise, mm-hmm. and people kind of came away with like, eh, not really. So disappointment like it, the, all the people that were like well my expectations for this game weren't really that high because i'm not really into this genre are you guys disappointed about this game yes I, I i would say that there'd be some sort of disappointment i feel about cyberpunk okay. um like i i think it doesn't affect me personally is the only thing but it is just absolutely at times jaw dropping (laughs) the amount of unpolished this game has in certain areas where i'm like how could they release this like it's always just a big exclamation point question mark that i put over everything well not not everything in the game i should say like there there are good parts of this game but then certain instances happen that just leave me feeling dumbfounded and in a way, it's just like I, I do feel that disappointment of just like this game was so hyped for so long, like, and it came out with this much unpolish. I'm I'm just like ooh, I that that's disappointing. Yeah. Like that's unfortunate. I would say I'm more disappointed in CD Projekt Red than the game itself. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I feel like that, I'm more academically disappointed in Cyberpunk than like emotionally disappointed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think too. I mean, maybe I'm just disappointed in like the entire gaming realm at this point that thinks that this is somehow acceptable to release games in this state. But like, there are, are I this great. I mean, it's it's unplayable on, on a console apparently, yeah. which I don't even have a problem with because I don't have one of those. But uh, the amount of but just crazy bugs in this game and cars falling from the sky and uh, suddenly I can't get onto a ladder and I fall to my death and I lose all my pride. Like there was a my pants, pants are that... off and I don't know why. No <laughs> pants, which is funny, but like, come that's on actually guys. A feature. Yeah, that's actually a feature. <laughs> that thing where McCoy was like somewhat joking being like, well, they would probably never do this, but there is this really horrific bug known in games where yeah, if you where play for more than 80 whatever's megabytes, megabytes or something. It just deletes your save. Like oh. the fact that that was in Cyberpunk is mind blowing to me. Yeah. Did and you so- see? Did you? Did you see the patch notes for when they fixed that bug in particular? It was one of the saddest things I've ever read. Yeah, you read. read them to me, and it was because depressing. they didn't. They didn't even try to hide it. They were honest about what that bug was. So that this was bug was if you have enough items in your inventory or whatever, you have like a big enough save over eighty megabytes, then it just it can't be larger than that. 
Um, and so it will just stop saving shit and just basically break your game irreparably. And uh, we talked about, yeah, maybe this is going to happen. It's happened in games or whatever the fuck. Basically, their their bullet point about it was it wasn't fixed the bug that caused saves to be corrupted. It was removed the limit the size limit on save files. It was very honestly saying, we put this here and killed people's saves and fucked up. Like, that's what it was. And they were not going to lie about it. They were just going to say it like it fucking is. And that was, oh my God. I think that I agree with James. Like, I'm not, so personally, I am not devastated by the state. I think it's sort of funny. I haven't had game-breaking bugs. I have, like, had maybe one, but I've been able to get back in. And I, I entered into this game without the, um, like, extreme hype that some people had. And that's, that's fine with me. But I am disappointed with CD Projekt Red as a company. I'm disappointed with the direction that games are going. We're releasing a game that's incredibly buggy at first. I mean, like, we're going to fix it, you know, after a while is something that we're okay with. I'm disappointed for, like, all the developers who put tons of time and energy into this thing but weren't giving, like, working conditions or weren't, like, set up for success to be able to make this game what it was supposed to be. Like, I think that's really disappointing. And I think it's kind of, like, the culmination of some trends in gaming that have been continuing for a while. But I think for me, for Cyberpunk in particular, and I made this point on the podcast, so I'll make it quickly here, is that, like, Cyberpunk is not Battlefield, where people are going to play that game for a really long time. It's not, like, a... It's not Call of Duty, where you might load into that game for a long period of time and play it for a while, where, okay, it really is broken, but that's fine. They'll fix it. It'll be a... I'm going to play Cyberpunk one time. It is a one-time game. And the fact that it released the way that it did is, uh, to me, disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, early access, but it's, like, worse, and they didn't even call it that. They didn't even pretend to slap bait on that bad boy. That sucks. Yeah. Does it win, you guys? I know. It's kind of meme to let it win, but... The thing is... But I think you're right. It sounds like it's more like we're just disappointed in CD Projekt Red (laughs) instead of the game of cyberpunk, really. And I think that's just the culmination of all of it. We're just disappointed that a gaming company, like... I don't think they intentionally did it, but, like, it's just so sad to watch a gaming company promise so much well, and del- yeah, I don't know. It's not the developers. Yeah, I guess not it's that. The, it's, it's executives. Yeah, it's the executives. The shareholders, yeah. Who are, like, money, not quality. And I'll add disappointment. Right. I'm disappointed. People mentioned this briefly, but I'm disappointed in gamers just blindly um I was going to say that. I'm also, yeah, I was going to say I'm disappointed hype. in people mm-hmm. just spreading hype rumors like wildfire like bro yeah stop yeah 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 and i think that's why this wasn't like the biggest surprise I'm disappointed in capital g gamers <laughs> i've been disappointed in capital g gamers for a long time um mm. but yeah like it's just like i think this is why all of our expectations were in the middle for this game is because we were not willing to just hardcore blindly ride this yeah. hype train just like blindfold ourselves and just sit on the fucking minecart of this hype train um and so okay but yeah fair fair points about all of the different levels of this disappointment there's a lot there's a lot. So does anyone have a case for a game that's more disappointing than this in a more I am sense? going to now state <laughs> Undertale my case. because of Timmy's. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to now state my case for the council for yeah. biggest Ooh. disappointment. Yeah. Because I do believe that a game can be 
the biggest surprise or at least runner up to biggest surprise but can also be sure. a big disappointment at sure. the same time sure. um the council is one of those few games that i've never played a game that has dropped the ball on the story so hard yeah. <laughs> as much as the yeah, council yeah. has yeah. in <laughs> episodes four and five so true. um you know elena briefly mentioned it at the top of the at the top of the podcast but like we you listen back on that second week episode and we are all theorizing and theory crafting and we're like, wow, this is so great. What are they going to do with this? Like, I'm not a fan of this Bible puzzle we had to do, but like, yeah. hey, there's all this yeah. other stuff. What do you think? And I just remember playing that game, finishing it, and then just kind of sitting back and like just every once in a while thought would be like, but what about dot, dot, dot? But what about that? Demons. What, but what about this? Like, yeah. and like, like I said, like Brandon would be like doing yard work in the backyard, and I just like would walk up to him, hands in my pockets, and I'd be like, "And you know what else doesn't make sense about that ending?" And Brandon's just like, "Oh, this shit again! Like, can you please <laughs> drop it about the council?" And like, it was so sad and disappointing to me to see. Just it clearly looked like the game studio ran out of budget for those last two episodes and we're just trying to patch patch it up and you know wrap things up as quickly as possible to the point where it all culminates in a final boss battle of wizard dueling and then just one like defenseless stab into the heart with a fucking spear yeah. where it's just like i don't know the boss dies and then they're just like well time to go to the boats it's time to leave this oh, wait island. can i and sorry, sorry. <laughs> not just any spear the spear that killed jesus christ who Reasonable. shout out mm -hmm. was also a demon Reasonable. <laughs> Reasonable. i mean that's just scientific fact <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and yeah i just i i think there were a lot of story beats in that game that had the illusion that it was player choice like killing the bird where it's like we kept on thinking oh my god we killed Mortimer's bird. What is he going to say to us? Are we in really big trouble? And it all culminated in having Mortimer literally standing in front of the cage, yeah. looking into mm -hmm. the cage at the dead bird on the ground, but having zero comment on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, like practically petting a bird that doesn't <laughs> yeah. exist. Like practically. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so what I'm hearing from you, and I think this is the case I was going to make as well, is that the reason why this game is disappointing is because the first episode was flames. Fire. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, it I'm, fell from grace. If I could rate episode one, it would be two thumbs up. Like, great first episode the intrigue was there i i remember we all watched that first episode and we were just floored we were like oh yeah and yeah that's just why it's disappointing because that they they started off so strong mm -hmm. and then it Agreed. all just culminated into demons <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah see it's like it's weird because like yeah like i guess i am on the one hand disappointed that there isn't that game that existed in my mind after episode one. But then at the end, where I stand now, I'm not disappointed at what that game right? gave me. It's a weird game. Because how can you be disappointed in the game that gave you incest, demons, and mother? Yeah. Which is why I think it could be surprised for those instances. Like, there's it was surprising that it gave us such joy. But I think as a game, it was just disappointing because it showed because of the promise that it showed because it came out the gate strong yeah um a lot of you know a lot of decisions just yeah like i said just a lot of decisions ended up just being moot points like 
you you're told that your mother is your sister and you don't even have like a dialogue option to like to ask your mother about it and he still just calls her mother (laughs) afterwards and you're like are do we want to maybe sit down and think about this for a sec here louis like Mm -hmm. i don't know like and i i i think personally that this game can be both TOT's, you know, biggest surprise, but also a big disappointment at the same time. But is it the biggest? I think. I'm curious. I okay. I will say, as the maybe main proponent of the council being incredible on this on this game of the year discussion so far, I'm okay if it wins this category. Yeah. I agree with everything that Zoe just said. Like when, mm. McCoy, like when you first chose that game to play it for the podcast, and I was how excited it's because we had actually played the first episode before. Yeah, and we're like, this is one of the greatest things we've ever seen. This is so good. And while I love that we exist in a world where that game took the nosedive that it did in the beautiful way that it did, I also acknowledge that it took a fucking nosedive off a cliff and just crashed and burned. And it is disappointing because the beginning of that game really flashes a lot of amazing things. And like, fuck it. I hope whoever, I hope the people who made that game make many more games and I will be happy whichever way they go in that dumpster fire trajectory. Yeah. But it is, um, yeah, it's a bummer. So like, okay, yes, I agree. I agree with essentially everything. But then I'm sitting here wondering about, okay, TOT's biggest disappointment. Is it the council? Because the, the council is a very personal game to all of us. Um, or like, are we not choosing cyberpunk because we're trying to be hipsters? Like, is it also possible that that level of disappointment is just like on another scale? Or do we not really care about that impacts outside of TOT that are disappointing here. Like we personally were like, yeah, that actually was even disappointing to me with my mild expectations. But the council though, like, you know, like where where are we sitting? What are you guys feeling? I would be okay with Cyberpunk as a runner up, I think. I don't think it deserves title for the biggest disappointment though. Because us collectively as a podcast, we're just kind of like, yeah, we, we were just going to play Cyberpunk for what it was. And then we saw, you know, we started playing and we're like, ooh, there will be a lot to talk about here, I suppose. But like, I I never felt as disappointed with Cyberpunk playing it as I did playing the last episodes of The Council. We like need to like divvy this up just being like The Council parentheses episodes four and five or something like that. Honestly, like... episodes two, three, four. Yeah, <laughs> you remember that Bible puzzle? Yeah. Boy, that was, yeah, that's where real. things The Council, not episode one. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, I think collectively as a podcast, like if you listen, so I listened also back to our last podcast episode for the council and just the level of disappointment in all of our voices as we're (laughs) recounting story beats that just never resolved themselves. Like, why was our mother on the floor that one time? Why was this guy passed out on a balcony? But what about that? Like, we all sounded disappointed with how that game turned. We were laughing hysterically at the joy that it brought us, but we were also pretty disappointed yeah with how that turned out yeah james i'm curious are you, you are you cool with the council being number one biggest disappointment for tot yeah okay. i want to hear from gabe because gabe my soul sister you loved the council <laughs> right <laughs> i think i mean the- yeah. yeah but like objectively that was a big ball that got dropped yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, they had Atlas holding up the world in that game 
and then he drops it and no one talks about it as the world just rolls away <laughs> like, i mean yeah like we, we all talked about like the beginning we were all into it we were all like intrigued by how the game mechanics worked like the story they kind of built up the scene they were setting and then fucking demons <laughs> yeah yeah guys i think it's i've been become convinced. a meme all right yeah. i'm I writing it in and i think the... it's very fitting to have both because Council. then it and and yeah there's also i listen i mentioned the hipster part but it does give me slight joy to not have cyberpunk be the biggest disappointment here because i mm. don't think it quite fits us does it I, I don't yeah i don't think it fits us yeah. as a podcast hell i would put vanishing of ethan carter actually before cyberpunk in my opinion but I'm willing, I'm also because they can is. fix cyberpunk they can't fix the council. <laughs> <laughs> they don't what need would to. happen if suddenly, like, you receive these patch notes for the council that yeah. says, we have totally rewritten episodes two through We five. heard the TOT podcast. <laughs> they but, remastered but would it. Be the same? Would it be the same where they're like, we, we removed the demons in episode five, and it's just like, no, <laughs> don't remove the demons. I know. I'm just saying, like, I'm happy with the world that we live in where the council ended the way that it did. That being said, if they wanted to do a yeah. director's cut where they, like, rewrite the story, I would also play that. <laughs> just, oh, like, I'd play the hell out of my game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Well, okay. There we have nice, it. Nice. Nice. Biggest like, disappointment, the council. Yeah, that game <laughs> dropped the ball, but based on episode one. I want to see them make more fucking games. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Agreed. Exactly. Like, agreed. that's yeah. the one, like, your choices matter game, like, developer, that I'm excited to see what comes out of them next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. Well, there we go. Biggest disappointment of the council, runner-up, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, and Cyberpunk 2077. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is it. That is it for our Game of the Year podcast. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we're going to take a short break here. But when we come back, we are going to have McCoy's personal award as well as guest Elena's personal Game of the Year. And then, well, actually, we do have these like cute little podcast trophies that have been presented to us that we'll have an unveiling. Yeah. Uh, we'll do. And then... It's the big one, the official TOT game of the year. Yeah. So you don't want to miss it. <laughs> God, I, I hate how I sound. Okay, bum, press the stop button. Bum, <laughs> I got you, Zoe. Bum, Everyone get in on it. Bum, no, 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 no. Don't everyone get in on it. <laughs> okay. 